Welcome back to the Rainy Day Horror Show, people. It is Wednesday, it is noon, and you know what fucking time it is. It is time for Dusty McBalls and Gabby to cover another true crime case. And this one is... It's a heavy one. It's brutal. It's not even brutal. It's it's heavy. It's dark. It's very sad. It is. And for Minnesotans, it just hits close to home because obviously, yeah. but yeah. For, one thing about Minnesotans is we die for our kids. Yeah, and for a, like a lot of people out there, think but like, a lot of people die for their kids. I don't want to say that Minnesota is the exception. I'm just saying like, for some reason, one kid in Minnesota goes missing, and we all fucking band together and like make it everyone's problem. Yeah, but it's just like. People think Minnesota, or anywhere in the Midwest, is safe, well, minus Chicago. But, like, any other state in the Midwest is totally safe. That is not the case. Minnesota is one of those, like, looks safe on the outside, but when you're in this state, there is a lot of messed up stuff that happens within Minneapolis, St. Paul, the suburbs. It's just, it can be, it can be brutal here. Like, it's, like, weird because we don't even, like, what am I trying to say? We don't even, like, you know. It's, like, picture-perfect family, but you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Yeah, and it's, like, the only stuff that the Midwest lets out are, like, the really, really dark shit. Like, Gacy, Dahmer, Ed Gein. But if it's not that level of Mind you, that was all in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, Gacy was in Chicago, I believe. I think, I don't know, but, like, it's just the fact that a lot of these people come from, like, Wisconsin or Minnesota or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Well, there's a one serial killer that came from Iowa, um, the Butcher Baker, but what I'm trying to say is, for some reason, the Midwest only, like, lets out the really, really dark and fucked up shit that comes out, like, every once in, like, ten years. Or, like, the weeping killer. Yeah, and if it's not that bad, then it never gets out. Like, we had, like, I did an episode a few episodes ago where it was that one guy that was gonna, who was into cannibalism and was gonna eat that girl from Columbus, and he never did. Like, I didn't know about that story, and Fairboat is literally... Fairboat. Fairboat is literally... Like, 30 minutes south of me. And it happened in 2010, and I never heard about it. So, it's just, a lot of people think... But, like, think with the kid cases, though, those come to light really fast. They do. And it, for a good reason. It's children. Yeah. Anyways. But, yeah, this one, this one, on today's episode, sorry, I'm getting a little sidetracked. On today's episode, we are talking about Jacob Wetterling. And he was... An 11-year-old boy who was abducted in October of 1989. And, yeah, it's... At some point in this, I'm going to try and find it. There is an audio transcript of the... 911 call. Yeah, of the 911 call. It's six minutes long, and it's like... That's what made this story like, oh, this is... This took a, a darker turn than what I thought because you can hear the cops and like what they're and like the the dispatcher and you can hear the family trying to it's just 
that's where I was there's like, no chaos within the phone call. Like they're very calm within it, but yeah. I guess like there's no point in panicking because like you're calling them for help. And yeah. so panicking and getting your thoughts all misconstrued doesn't help. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it's just like, I've never heard a transcript like that before. Like even in the true crime documentaries, they don't really show transcripts of phone calls a whole lot to the they do like for murder ones and it's always like screaming and crying yeah. it's just like the eeriness of how calm the family is mm-hmm. it, it's not like it's incriminating the family because the family did nothing wrong it's the eeriness of like they're so calm because they're stunned yeah like, like that's what it is it's like you're so stunned that you don't know how to react other than mm-hmm. like you just talk but at least they were calm because if they weren't, it probably would have been more difficult to get, you know. Because maybe it did. I don't. Sorry. Um, Like maybe the realization didn't set in of like he was either abducted or murdered. It was just like maybe he ran away and he's lost in the woods. Yeah. Which would have been the best case scenario at that time. But. But that unfortunately is not. No. What happened. No, it didn't. And I'm pretty sure our viewers can already assume they know what happened. So, without further ado, um, I'm going to jump into it. Gabby's going to jump into it. We're going to start it out with me. I'm going to explain, like, w- like, word for word what happened that night. The whole breakdown of that night of when he was abducted. And then Gabby is going to, you know do the investigation side because this dude was a fucking pedo and he was fucking weird as shit so without further ado let's get into this heavy topic of the disappearance and murder of of, poor jacob Wetterling. yeah mind you i was a junior in high school when this case was solved was that 2016 2016 yeah yeah Gosh, that's just... Yeah. Okay. Anyways, so he got abducted on... October 22nd of 1989. Yes. In what? Painesville? St. Joseph. St. Joseph. Okay. St. Joseph, yeah. Painesville is where he was. Yeah. So, the mom and dad, Jerry and Patty Wetterling, they were going to a, you know, a friend's house to have... their a having, party. Yeah, they're having a little bit of a get-together. They're having a little bit of a party. Mind you, those names, I'm sorry, those names just sound so warm. They, listen. Like, they, like, hearing a woman named Patty, it's just, like, such a warm thing. After, like, our generation and above, it's either Mary, Patty, Barbara, Derek, Mark... Like Marvin, Chris, like they're like it is the most generic Midwest but, like, names. This couple, like, what was the dad's name? Jerry. Like Jerry and Patty, like that just sounds so yeah, warm. It it's, does. It seems like a very inviting, like warm home, warm yeah. family. Yeah. So it th- like. But then again, we're from Minnesota, so we are just like they're from Minnesota. They're just nice yeah. people. Yeah. So like, just any generation that's lived in Minnesota above mine and Gabby's, it's it's just all generic like. White, I don't want to say white people names, but like white people names. Like, that's just normal Minnesotan names. Like the more traditional yeah. names. Yeah. So, they were going to a party in Clearwater, which is roughly 20 miles south of their home in St. Joseph. 
And the boys, they were left at home. Left at home. They were left home alone. And Preface the boys. It was Jacob, his brother, and the best friend. Yeah. Yep. It was Jacob, Trevor, and their best friend, Aaron. And they called, well, Trevor called, you know, his mom and dad to see if they could go to this convenience store called Tom Thumb. And this happened around like a little bit before 8.30 p.m. And they wanted to go there so they could, you know, rent a movie. And get some snacks. Yeah, some, get some bugles. Yeah, get some snacks, some Fritos. I don't know if bugles were a thing. I feel like they were popular. My mom raves about them. Probably. Uh-uh. Doritos, Pepsis, Mountain Dew. You know, they're just having a little boys' night. They're just going to sit there and watch a movie. And the movie they chose, they've got good taste. The movie they chose was The Naked Gun. Okay? It's a good movie. They never got to watch it. Uh, they didn't. What if they did after everything happened? I feel like they didn't because there was just so much craziness. And, you probably. know, the boys witnessed this abduction. So they were yeah. probably questioned and... Probably. Or maybe when it was like, you know, they were trying to calm them down from everything going on, just to like take well, their Well, they were young. They probably didn't process fully probably what was not. happening. And for pro- their parents probably didn't want them to process it for a little bit. No. And it's, it's, what, they were only like around 11 years old too? Yeah, like 11 or 12. Yeah. So, at after the phone call happened, they left the house on their bikes at around like 8.30 p.m. And the convenience store was... It was a straight shot. Yeah, it was just a little under a mile and a half. So, they got on their bikes, and they started biking there to go rent the Naked Gun. And on the way to the um, the convenience store, they passed our suspect, Danny Heinrich. And right as he saw them pass, he flipped his car around and started to stalk them a little bit. And he just kind of watched from afar. So... The boys reached the uh, the convenience store at 9 p.m. They got their stuff, and then they just headed back to Trevor and Jacob's house to watch the movie, eat their snacks, hang out. And this route that they, they've done this number of times, from what we've researched on this case. They've done it so many times to go to this place, and so for them and, you know, Patty and Jerry, it was just another, you know, walk in the park. Nothing bad was going to happen. You know, this isn't in the whole crave of like the 70s with serial killers, nothing like that. So there's not a whole lot of animosity at this point, right? So they start biking back. And this is where the time frame comes a little bit weird just because of, you know, witnesses and stuff like that. So it was dark out and one of the neighbors... Dan Rassier is alerted by his dog barking and he sees a car turn around in his driveway. And this turns out to be where the abduction site is. It was the second time that day that actually Dan has seen that car. And he also saw another car do the same thing. So he was a little bit weirded out, right? He's a little suspect. A little, little sussy, right? So, at 9.20 p.m., the abductor appears. Our, you know, Heinrich. And he approaches, you know, the boys and tells them to stop, leave their bikes, and lie down in the ditch. He tells Aaron and Trevor to run away 
And wait, let me back. Let me backtrack a little bit. What he does is he tells all three of the boys to lay down in the ditch, and he is dressed in all black. He is wearing black, like a black jacket. He's wearing, you know, black pants, and he has one of those black nylon stockings. The things that you know, ladies wear around their legs. It was one of those, right? Everyone knows what stockings are. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just making sure. You never know, there might be some 12-year-old listening to this podcast who's like, what's a stocking? He doesn't go tell his dad. I'd rather have me tell him so he doesn't have an awkward conversation with his mom and dad. I guess. So, he tells them to lay down in the ditch, and he has a gun on him. It was a, it's a revolver. Unloaded. Unloaded revolver, which I never understood. Because that is just a recipe for fucking disaster, right? He probably used it as an intimidation rather than fully having the intention of I'll get into that but yeah yeah well it I'll was save my probably piece used about it. for intimidation for the reason of it being unloaded it was but I'll get I'll say my piece on it when it comes to your turn but so he has this unloaded revolver he's telling the boys to lay down the ditch and he flips them over one by one and to look at their face to see if you know like if they're this is going to sound awful, but quote-unquote good enough for him to take. So, he doesn't like Trevor, doesn't like Aaron, but he likes Jacob. So, he snatches Jacob, he tells the other two boys to run into the woods. And so, the boys run into the woods and they keep running. And he told them before they left, if you tell anybody about this, I will kill you. And thankfully for the boys, they were not scared because when they reached, you know their house they who'd they tell was it the neighbor or what when they reached the house when the police call was it naven was naven i think they had a sitter there as well was it i think they had a sitter there um but i think you know the sitter or the neighbor called the parents and were like something's wrong you need to come home yeah because i know marvin wasn't the dad i think he was the neighbor merlin 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 was the neighbor. Yeah, so Merlin... And he probably called because the parents were distraught. Yeah, so they go home. They talk to Mar- Mer- Mer- Merlin. Merlin. <laughs> they, t- they talk to Merlin. He calls 911 and he, you know, tells the dispatchers of everything that... With the most Minnesotan accent possible. Oh, it was... Yeah, it was bad. If you want to know what most Minnesotans act like talk like especially the ones around st cloud where this story took place so this would be the farther up north you get the stronger it gets it almost turns to a canadian accent but it's not quite there we don't say a boot no we don't no our o's are really fucking bad i think our o's are worse than but at least we don't say sorry that is true that is true but he gets you know they call the cops and dispatchers come and they started searching throughout the whole night and stuff like that and eventually this case ran cold for nearly 27 years and this is where i am going to let gabby kind of take over what am i taking over the world if you want to (laughs) um so let's see here um, they were, abdu- Jacob was abducted. Um, they were riding a bike. 
he was wearing an unloaded... I can't speak today. I know. Uh, he had the stocking, and he told the boys, one by one, to run into the, like, wooded area. And said that if they turned around, he would shoot them and kill them. Um, so he did that with the brother. And then for Aaron and Jacob, he had them turn over to see their face. And then he decided ultimately, unfortunately, to take Jacob. Mm-hmm. And told Aaron, I'm going to do the same to you as I just told the other boy. If you turn around, I will shoot you on sight. So then the search began at 10 p.m. after the phone call. Dogs and helicopters were called out. And then, um, you know, it kept going. Eventually, the National Guard got involved, and the case ran cold. As unfortunate as that is, the case did run cold. But four months after he was abducted, um, Jerry and Patty formed the Jacob Wetterling Foundation, which was an advocacy group for children's safety. Um, And then, let's see here. My notes are all out of whack. Danny was a longtime person of interest. They brought him in, took DNA, and ultimately released him because he wasn't charged with anything. Um, Because he was involved in another abduction of a 12-year-old boy named Jared um, in a town of Cold Spring. But, let's see here. In 2016, suddenly... Uh, the police discovered human bones from a pasture near Painesville, which is about 30 minutes uh, from the abduction site. Then, in September of se- September 6th of 2016, Heinrich confessed to kidnapping and murdering, murdering Wetterling as an abduction and assaulting, as no. well as abducting and assaulting the other boy, Jared, that they were looking into. Not just, like, physically assaulting Jacob, but sexually assaulting jacob mm-hmm. like though this is but bad. so like in may of 2014 this all kind of opened up again because the police said that they were going to attempt to look into attempted and actual child molestations that occurred around the area that wetterling was kidnapped mm-hmm. um and then in october 2015 danny heinrich was publicly named as a person of interest for the wetterling's disappearance So finally, the case was opened up again. Um, And like I said, he was questioned December 16th of 1989. DNA was taken and he was not charged and he was released. That, at that time, I don't know how well DNA testing was, how new that was to investigations. Yeah, I would assume if it was, you know, post, like, I would say probably post like 2000, like, you really, it just wasn't. But so, like, because they were looking into, like, these abduction cases around the area that Wetterling was abducted, they took his DNA again or looked at the prior DNA and saw that it matched the DNA taken off of Jared, um, the 12-year-old boy that was abducted in Cold Spring in January of 89. Oh. Yeah, at the age of 12. Oh, that's interesting. Jared was abducted and assaulted in January, and then Jacob was... I mean, there were probably boys in between, but these were the bigger ones, not that any other abduction or sexual assault is smaller. Um, Then Jacob was abducted in October of the same year. Yeah, that is actually really, really interesting because I'm trying to think maybe if, because it was colder out, maybe like the, like, organisms 
of like his fingerprints and stuff like that. His they DNA. They store it though. Like they have ways of storing it. Well, like if they take blood or swabs. Well, that's that's what I mean. Like maybe. Because if they took his DNA off of Jared and it matched, maybe because it was, you know, the middle of winter and winter up here is like zero degrees or colder, maybe it was able to preserve his DNA on Jacob better than it was in October because it was a little bit warmer. Well, there was no DNA on Jacob. Oh, there wasn't? No, because they discovered the human bones. And so they were kind of like, whose fucking bones are these? Oh. And ultimately they said these are the bones of Jacob Wetterling. And that's when the case opened up again is when they found these remains. And they were like, okay, this has got to be the boy that went missing 27 years ago. Oh, no. See, I was talking. I thought maybe I thought his DNA was left on Jacob and no because they never found, they never found his body yeah yeah that's right that's right that's right um but so then a search warrant was issued to go to heinrich's house um they found 150 things of child pornography and they found articles about jacob butterling's abduction um so then he heinrich actually decided to cooperate with the authorities and entered a plea bargain um, on September 1st of 2016 that led investigators to the burial site. Mm-hmm. He testified that he kidnapped and handcuffed Jacob, drove him to a gravel pit near Painesville, molested him, killed him, and buried his body. He said that he was av- able to avoid police that night because he was listening to a police scanner. Um, but a part of the plea deal he entered... Um, he led them to the bones and mm-hmm. said, yeah, this is him. Like, you guys discovered these bones. That's where I put him. Um, but the plea deal was that he would plead guilty to one count of 25 federal child pornography charges brought against him, in addition to revealing the location of the body and pleading guilty. He also testified, agreed to testify as to the details of the Wetterling crime. Um, he said that he came back to the site a year later and moved the body after noticing that Wetterling's jacket became exposed just due to probably natural weather movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so in exchange for Heinrich's plea, he was not charged for Wetterling's murder at all. I would have been so fucking upset. Um, and so he was sentenced to maximum prison for 20 years on a child pornography charge. Um, and in addition, the plea deal that will allow state authorities to seek his civil commitment as a sexual predator at the end of his federal prison term, which could prevent him from ever going free. But, um, you know, the, the reason that he killed Jacob ultimately was because he saw cop cars and he got scared. Yeah. That's what he said. He was ultimately scared when he saw the cop cars and was like, okay, I just got to kill you now because you've seen my face. That is so fucked up. That is so fucked I will say though, because even though Jacob went through Here's that- the thing too. This case is very in-depth. It's very messy. Not it messy is. in the sense, but there's a lot of ins and outs to it. This is just kind of a blanket of everything that happened. Yes. So if this case is more intriguing to you, you can't- It is- there is more of it. Like I think they did. Didn't they do a documentary on it or something like that? They have a documentary about it, but you know, upon I'm as I do during these, I'm reading about stuff. Yeah. Um. 
He told the boys to run home and not look back. And then he forced Jacob into the passenger seat of his car and handcuffed him. Um, and then I guess Heinrich said to Jacob, uh, said that Jacob asked, what did I do wrong? Oh, that's so Which is so gut-wrenching that this little boy's last moments were questioning why, why? Why is this happening to me? Yeah. I mean, granted, he probably didn't want it to happen to his other family members, but, you know, just hearing someone of 11 years of age saying, what did I do wrong Mm -hmm. to deserve this? That's just gut-wrenching. Yeah. But Heinrich made Jacob duck down in the seat as he listened to the police scanner, um, which, after the boys ran home, which was half a mile back home to the Wetterling home, um, he drove Jacob to the gravel pit, and that's where he walked him to a stand of trees. Um, Heinrich goes into detail about this. Mm-hmm. So, if you are going to get emotional, maybe don't listen. Yeah. Viewer discretion advised for this moment. So, it was there Heinrich said that he removed the handcuffs and Jacob's clothes and molested him. When the boy complained of being cold, he told him to get dressed. Jacob asked to go home, but Heinrich told him that he couldn't take him all the way home, at which point Jacob began to cry. Um, Heinrich told court that he panicked and pulled out the revolver. He said he told Jacob to turn away from him because he had to use the bathroom. And this is a direct quote. He said, I raised the revolver to his head. I turned my head and clicked it once. I pulled the trigger again and it went off. Looked back, he was still standing. I raised the revolver and shot him again. Heinrich left, but returned later to bury Jacob's body. He told the court that he moved the body a year later from the original burial site because Jacob's jacket began to show through the soil. Um, Then Heinrich also detailed his molestation of the other 12-year-old boy, Gerald, in Cold Spring, Minnesota. Um, and that's where his DNA was linked to that case, and that's when DNA was found on, that's, DNA was found on the sweatshirt of Jared, um, and that's when all of this just kind of spiraled. Yeah. But he was also considered as a suspect in 1991, with several paper boys in Painesville area reported being followed by a tan vehicle while on their routes. Though Heinrich, at the time, drove a similar vehicle, he was not charged for those. So, more than likely, he did do it. It's just... You can see that Danny didn't want to kill him, in the sense of he's like, I turned my head. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, you didn't want to kill him, but you wanted to molest him. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of like, he's trying to sit here and be like, I have morals. I couldn't look at him. I turned, I had him turn around. Like, I'm sorry, this isn't of mice and men where it's like, look at the sunset, Lenny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, mm -mm. And he wasn't the only suspect in this case because decades. But he was a longtime person of interest. He was, he was. But at one point they had like decades later, the authorities, you know, thought that they found the man that you know, killed Jacob and it was a 60, 60, it was a 62 year old man named Vernon Seats. And he, well, what happened was he died in his sleep in Milwaukee. Okay. But there was a tip from a psychiatrist that, you know, 
whose seats had confidently confessed about murdering two boys in 1958. And at his house and his business that he owned, after his death and after this tip, it was searched thoroughly. And the police found some really fucked up and disturbing shit. Okay? What they found was child pornography, bondage devices, books on cannibalism, newspaper clippings. Who are you talking about? The other person of interest that was a per- oh. for that was a person of interest for a while. And he had newspaper clippings of missing children and which this was what made him the main one of the main suspects at one point was he had a laminated poster of Jacob Wetterling hanging up at his house. And Jacob's mom, you know, she confirmed that Seats had come to visit her twice after Jacob's abduction, claiming to be a psychic and wishing to talk to her about her son. And even though, you know, I mean, they had the front, they did a whole forensic thing and they, you know, found out that Seats's possessions didn't lick him didn't link him to the case but they caught a sick fuck in the process yeah they did so but i mean the parents had to have tunnel vision of thinking their kid was alive and they probably kept that feeling for 27 years yeah no matter how many people told them like jacob's probably dead i was always because i mean i would get tunnel vision like that too Mm -hmm. like without answers i'm gonna sit here and be like my kid's alive yeah and they're going to be fine. Yeah. When I was growing up, we lived in a very, very um, small town, like 5,000 people in this town. And my one of my best friends and his dad, we, you know, he would always make, because since it was a small town, we both just, you know, moved there recently. You know, you're kind of nervous, like, oh, this is a small town. What could be, you know, creepy lurking in this small town? Because usually in small towns, a lot of creepy shit happens. So my... Friends, my best friend's dad was an EMT and stuff like that, so he was always very cautious of us being outside. And I was always told by him and my parents, if you can't be found within the first 24 hours... You're more than likely dead. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he would tell us, he's like, hey... Like, he had it all planned out, like, 30 minutes to the highway. If they're gone, if I can't see him after 30 minutes, and they're probably at the highway and they're probably gone. So he's like, I have a 30 minute window if, you know, my kids or if you ever get, you know, kidnapped or something like that. So it's. Sorry, I'm reading some jail uh, phone conversations between Danny and his brothers. And, you know, at first, one of the first phone calls, he's sitting there and he. um, He admitted that he was guilty of the porn. He admitted that he was guilty of the childhood, childhood, the child porn, but he then was saying that he was set up for this conviction of Jacob Wetterling. Like, he was like, this is bullshit, like, this isn't me, 
And he was, like, saying that he missed his cats and wondering how much his brothers could sell so he could post bail. And he was saying how he hoped he didn't go away for long. But then, later on, he said to his brother, I was a monster back then, but I stopped for 27 years. I had no sexual contact with anyone since that night. Um, And he was confessing to his brother about Jacob Waterling. And then he described his mindset after the murder, and he said... I got home that night. Um, I'm going to tell you the truth. And I cried. Um, my God, what have I done? The wonderful, I don't know. I'm trying to think of what was wrong. Um, I don't know what went wrong. Everything went wrong. Shit. I don't know what to think. So he's sitting here saying that he was a monster back then, but because he didn't do it for 27 years, he's, a new man. He was saying that he was a good person and he tried to be a good person. That is so stupid. Just like how a bunch of like, like with Jeffrey Dahmer, how he decided to go get baptized because he's like, Oh, now it won't be, you know, this is a fresh start. Basically. No, that's not how it fucking works. It is ingrained in these people. Right. Or at least I think it is, you know, like when I growing up, I had a pedophile on my street, a reg, a registered sex offender. And my mom told me never to go, growing up, she told me never to go down on that side of the street. So, obviously comparing him to Jeffrey Dahmer is a little bit of a stretch. But those tendencies, I would assume, would not, don't ever go away. But that's why he had the child porn. Yeah. But, you know, Patty became a very big advocate for missing children. And she never stopped. I, I don't know if she's alive still. I don't know. Um... But, you know, they're huge advocates for it. They have their own thing for child safety. I feel like this started a lot of reasons why kids our age today were like, when the streetlights come on, it's time to come home. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, go in pairs, places. Um, if you feel uneasy, turn around. Like, I feel like this instilled a lot of fear in parents from 89 to now about yeah. this. Because... It was Minnesota. You don't think twice about it in Minnesota. No. Like, I'll be the first to say, I don't think twice about it in Minnesota. No, you don't. It's it, Because you're just kind of like, it's Minnesota. Yeah. But. <sighs> okay, but, but before we go any further, I'm going to play, I'm going to play the clip real quick. And we'll just let these, I want them to hear it just to see how, how we were talking about earlier, how it was really, really dark and stuff like that. And it was just eerie. So. Yeah. This is Merlin Jerzak calling from 29458 Kiwi Court in St. Joe, out in the township. Uh-huh. I'm right now next door to my neighbors, at my neighbors, the Jerry Wetterling family. That's where you're coming? And, uh, some of their boys went down to Tom Thumb to pick up a movie, and on their way back, someone stopped them. We believe that they have one of the boys because the, one of the boys did not come back with them. Okay, were, you, were they picked up in a vehicle? Just a second, I'll ask, was, was there a vehicle there or was he walking? They couldn't, they didn't see a vehicle. This person appeared on the road when they were bicycling back home. And they don't know where their other friend is at? They don't know where their brother and friend is at. So we're missing two people? There's missing one. Did they see the individual at all? 
Yes, they did. Did you see the individual at all? He had a mask on. The other dispatch right now is dispatching the squad to where you're at right now, okay? okay. In the meantime, I want to compile as much information as I right. can. What is your name again, sir? My name is Merlin Jerzak. Okay. I am at my neighbor's. And that's Dr. Jerry Wetterling. That's Dr. Jerry Wetterling. Send him to where we have this screen at, okay? How old is the individual that has not returned? Um, how old is Jacob? 11. It's Jacob, right? And yes, he's 11. Jacob, Jacob Wetterling. What was Jacob last seen wearing? What was Jacob wearing? 11 year old boy. The male party did have a mask on. Uh, he was wearing a red hockey jacket that had police department on it, and it has his name on it. Police department written on the back? Police department is on the back, in white letters, in white letters. When was the last time they seen Jacob? Where, uh, Jacob, Yeah, that type of thing. And he had on a black 
hat and a black jacket. Do you know if the jacket was leather or nylon? Did it have anything written on it? We can go Can I talk to Merlin again real quick? Yes. Merlin, how big are you? <laughs> okay, I'm about 195 pounds, 5'10". Uh -huh. I know, it's hard for kids to yes. pinpoint, so I have to try to figure out who he looks like. I'm hoping if if Jacob would have ran into the woods or something, if he would have gotten lost or something, do they know if he actually had contact with Jacob? Yes, they, they, they just told me that the uh, guy uh, got a hold of Jacob and told them to run into the woods. Told the other two boys to run into the woods. Did they see any weapons at all or anything like that? Guns, knives. He had a pistol. Twenty-five hundred, twenty-five hundred cards. We have guys who were outside that did have some type of handguns down by further snow. Can I talk to Trevor again? Yes. Hold on. To so, Trevor, did you see the gun the individual had? Um, we couldn't really see it, but we just sort of thought. Okay, did he threaten you? Okay, do you guys see squad cars outside the residence? Okay, thank you very much. Yeah. Bye now. Bye. See, see people, that is just really, really eerie on how calm they truly are but it's it's not eerie in the sense of like they're guilty no 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 it's just like it's eerie in the sense of like what the fuck is going on that and it's like you can tell that the realization hadn't set in of no. what was happening no because because they were just like jacob's gonna come home yeah i mean i would have thought that too if i was putting there like you can't it's very difficult to say what you would do in their shoes because if you've never been in their shoes. So, like, I can't say, like, oh, I'd be extremely calm or, oh, I'd be bawling my eyes out or I'd start looking for, like, you just don't know, right? So, at least I'm just, you know, even though it might not have hit them and they're like, oh, he's going to come home, all this and that, at least they were able to give somewhat of a pretty good detailed, like, description it just sucks that they couldn't describe the vehicle or they couldn't, you know, get a good description it was dark, of the vehicle. Yeah. And they were in St. Joseph's and they were probably in kind of a sticks area cause there was yeah. wooded and either maybe the streetlights weren't good. Maybe there were no streetlights. I, yeah. Cause like St. Cloud, it's, it might be, it's just a little bit South of St. Cloud, but still it is like those towns from, North Minneapolis and the suburbs around North Minneapolis and up into St. Cloud, you don't really get a pop of a bunch of like towns that are like 50,000, 60,000, 15,000. It is communities that are at least 5,000 or less until you reach St. Cloud, which is, you know, a pretty big town. But still, in between that, like our stretch, there's really nothing there. And those towns are off the highways, like, it's just, I don't understand people who do this. And there's no way to understand it, but for him to sit here and say, I was a monster back then and I'm not anymore, it's like you killed an innocent boy because you got scared. Yeah, it's like saying, what's the saying for um, 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 addicts? Like, what do the, the people say? Like, you go through addiction, but you're always still an addict. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. you're always going to be in recovery as an addict. Yeah. But, like, he's acting like he's suddenly this good person because he didn't sexually assault a kid for 27 years and all he did was use child pornography. It's like, the child pornography you had were from kids who probably didn't understand what the fuck was going on with them, why this was happening, yeah. and you're using that for your own self-pleasure, and you're sitting here, like, you closed your eyes to shoot him. Like, you could have just, I don't, get fucking help. I, yeah. See, that's what I was trying to say, because that's why I compared it to the whole addict thing. It's like, when, you know, how I just said, you're always considered an addict after, you know, going through the whole getting clean stuff like that. You are, if you're a sexual predator, you're always going to be a well, sexual the, predator. Like I said, this case has a lot of details to it. There's a lot of in-depth things, and this is just a blanket of everything that yeah. happened. But, you know, it's weird to be it what am i getting at so i remember being told about this case i was sitting in criminal my criminology like criminal justice class and i remember my teacher said jacob wetterling's case was just solved and so it's weird growing up hearing about jacob wetterling and then being what 16 17 and hearing like they found his body because it's you hear about cold cases that were solved before you, but knowing that a cold case was solved, like, while you're alive, it's just kind of, like, scary. And in yeah. your home state. Yeah. That's literally what? Because this man was walking free for 27 years, and no one batted an eye. No. And he, just because, like, oh, I didn't, you know, sexually assault or kill another boy, you still had child pornography. You are still a predator. There's no... I also think it's bogus that he entered this plea bargain and they said that this was a good plea bargain and he wasn't charged for the murder of Jacob. I would have been upset. Did he, he murdered Jared, right? No, Jared was alive. I would have been so upset. Okay. Because yes, what happened to Jared is awful. Okay? Patty, the mom of Jacob thanked Jared and his mom that she was like, I, I need to thank them because Jared was really brave and courageous of like telling his story yeah. And ultimately helping us catch this man. And, like, sorry to Jared. I hope he's recovering. I hope he has peace now knowing that this man is behind bars. Yeah. But for him to have 150 things of child pornography and for him to only get 20 years in maximum prison. Yeah. To the point where he's going to be out in 2033. Well, it's just, I, with certain things, okay, Plea bargains should be an option, but this is one of those things where it shouldn't, it should have I want to know why he was so willing and ready to talk about it. I think it's like the whole thing, like with serial killers, like, oh, that's Cause my, I wonder if, <sighs> cause I think it's like that, like that's my kill kind of thing. And I don't know if he, I don't think he was cocky about it. Like he, he didn't seem very like, Oh, I did it. I didn't get caught for 27 years. Like, he was compliant with them. Well, that's... But I, he must have been smart enough to be like... Or maybe he asked for a lawyer and his lawyer was like, do not talk until you see if they'll give you a plea bargain. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, but, only, I'm only thinking maybe it was like that serial killer mentality because he did have newspaper clippings and he did, you know, watch... He did have those things about Jacob's case. So maybe... Because he was keeping an eye on it for all those years... I wouldn't say he was keeping an eye on it. Like, he had... 
clippings of Jacob Wetterling's abduction, yeah, but it's, I think it got to a point where after so many years and, like, when, you know, when the police thought the case went cold or whatever, he probably didn't think twice about it. Yeah. It's just, I wonder how, like, his brothers, like, um, Danny's brothers are like, I let you babysit my daughter, my son. If they had kids. If they had kids. And this, you did this 27 years ago. I, if my brother, my brothers did that, I could not forgive them. I don't think. That is one of those. And I feel like that's one thing. Like, yes, all of us Americans don't agree on everything. But I think it is that one thing when a child or a a woman or just a child or a mom or a woman is ever involved. It's one of those things where it's just like all of us can band together and be like, fuck you. Well, yeah. And, you know, for Patty and Jerry, they're very reserved now for obvious reasons. Maybe they weren't before. Um, They're reserved now after, you know, this big trauma, but like they're still big advocacies and, you know, they seem very grateful for getting closure, for getting all of these things. But I can only imagine, like, the hurt that they have in their heart. I wonder if they moved out of their town. I don't know. I mean, maybe they did because of that, but they, I believe they face a lot of scrutiny. Probably. They face a lot of good and bad things um, during this. I read briefly about it, but they face a lot of negativity during Jacob's abduction. But... um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just... I don't, like... All I know is that someone did this to my child, and I'm sure everyone else will agree with this, but, like... Straight murder. I would gladly go to jail for that. Me too. I would... I would murder. If, like, if I had a daughter and she was ever raped or molested, or if I had a kid or, like, a son or a daughter that was, like, kidnapped and sexually assaulted, instant death. Yeah. But it's just... For the parents to remain so calm and keep so composed, like, you got to give credit to them. Yeah. That takes a lot of, not courage, it, strength. It takes yeah. a lot of strength to do that because... But, I mean, also probably sitting in the courtroom, hearing the man that killed your child detail everything yeah. that happened and knowing that this was your child's last moments... Was with this creepy, old, decrepit man... Not even that, just him saying, what did I do wrong? Can I go home? I'm cold. Like, all of this stuff. It's just like, I can only imagine how heartbreaking that is hearing that from the killer. Yeah. Like, it, and I mean, like, the man is just probably, like, his actions and what he did, like, in the courtroom. It's just, he's just a disgusting human being. And what were you saying that he might not, he actually might be in prison for the rest of his life? What was it Because he has to register as, like, a sex offender. And it said, um, let's see here. Um, In addition, the plea deal would allow authorities to seek his civil commitment as a sexual predator at the end of his federal term, which could prevent him from ever going free. So I don't know if, like what that entails of like they're gonna convict him of more things slap him with more charges what because if he was not charged with he wasn't charged at all with jacob's abduction and murder right no is that technically still a closed is that a closed case now 
It's closed because he admitted it. So he couldn't be after he gets out. He couldn't be re. He couldn't be he charged. Can't be charged again. Oh, that's fucked up. Oh, that's really fucked up. I hate that. Oh, I hate that. Because I was like, maybe they're going to wait till he gets out and get him on that. Or maybe they have other charges that he's linked to that they can get him on. Or something like that. Because I don't... I don't know. My thing is just like, so the search began at 10 p.m. They called off the search after six hours because it just got too dark. Yeah. That was their first mistake. Because he was in Painesville, which was 30 miles away. Mm-hmm. Like, if they would have kept searching, for all we know, Jacob could still be alive. Did they contact other police departments in the area? Um, well, I know I, that I'm got, sure they did. Cause like, know, in the radius. Yeah, because I know that they got... Um, and he was eluding them because he was listening to police scanners. Yeah. So, they did, for that reason. Like, if he was able to get away from them... Because he was listening to a police scanner. They were probably alerted everywhere. Yeah. But then after calling off the search, they decided, okay, let's get the country's help and blah, 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 blah. And let's call in the National Guard and all this stuff. It's just like, there's that little bit of me that's mad because he could have been found alive. Mm-hmm. And after 24 hours, the percentage of the kid or like if you're abducted of you being alive after 24 hours it's like 88 percent of the time you're gonna be killed yeah so you know they were focusing too on like hundreds of miles away this man could have gotten so far in so many hours they weren't looking or thinking of looking in neighboring areas no and i think that's where things got cloudy yeah because well, I looked on the map. They are right next to the highway. Um, St. Joseph is right next to the highway. So, and that's, you get on that highway, then you go up to St. Cloud. So, he could have easily, you know, within 15, 20 minutes reached that highway. I mean, they took him in for questioning, and he repeatedly, repeatedly denied the accusations, and ultimately authorities let him go because they didn't have enough evidence to charge him. And, you know, this is a, this is almost a sign that the police significantly dropped the ball with this case. Um, because they brought the man in for questioning. Yeah. And they let him go. Yeah. Not that that would have brought Jacob alive, home alive, but like they could have caught it a lot sooner than 27 years cold. Yeah. And also calling off. the search after six hours like i get it it's cold it was in october it snows here around that time cool maybe it wasn't snowing because they were using the bikes um but he could have been found alive and i think that's the hardest part and i wonder if the parents have some blame on the police for that yeah yeah but i mean at the end of i don't want to say at the end of the day i mean they couldn't it sucks that they couldn't they didn't have enough evidence on him because they didn't have jacob's body the only evidence that i saw that they had was faint tire marks from the scene so it is it would be it's so difficult to try and get somebody even if you know them like you know like you know that they're it and you still don't have evidence but everybody in the police department knows that it's them it is so difficult 
which is, I don't know, it's just, it's stupid, but it's, you know. So she, Patty actually helped um, set a precedent that would require all sex offenders to be registered. Oh, she started that? Um, so Jacob's case went unsolved for decades, and his mom always wondered if her son fell through the cracks because of a system without enough regulation. So she worked to set a precedent that would require all sex offenders to be registered. And it's called the Jacob's Law, I believe. Oh, so is that why every sex offender now has to register is because of her? Yeah, let me... I'm just going to look up the Jacob's Law. Okay. Because that is very... It's very... That's very, very good if she did start that whole thing. Because, like, yeah, that's just... Yeah, sometimes I even forget that, you know, I had a little pedo that lived on my street when I was growing up. And me and my friends now think about it, it's like, it's kind of terrifying. I don't know why my mom wasn't, like, as terrified as she was, but still, it's a little, it's a little frightening to, you know, be out in broad daylight or when the lights come on and you're still a little bit outside, a little bit after dark. Here we go. Jacob's Law actually came first, um... But let's see here. So Megan's Law made sex offender registration compulsory. Um, that's very confusing. The Jacob Wetterling Act requires states to track sexual offenders by validating their place of residence annually for 12 years. That's good. Sucks that it's only 12 years, but... 10 years, sorry. 10 years, but... I feel like it should be, like, a life thing. So... The Jacob Wetterling Crimes Against Children and Sexually Violent Offender Registration Act um, is known as the Wetterling Act, is a United States law that requires states to implement a registry of sex offenders and crimes against children. And that came into effect in 1994. Okay. Now, hear me out. I might say something really, really bold, and I might get corrected on it real quick, but personally, in the aspect of crimes, I think a pedophile, being a pedophile, is worse, or the act of pedophilia is worse than, like, murder. Because, yes, yes, murder's bad. Yes, you kill someone. I understand that. But in the sense of you going out of your way to attack and kidnap a minor, sexually assault them, you are stripping a poor child of their innocence and what they are as a kid. Mm-hmm. And you are now fucking them up for the rest of their life. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's almost worse than murder. I don't know. I mean, yes and no. Because I understand what you're saying of, like, it's worse than murder in a sense because this child has to live with this for the rest of their lives. And who knows if that ends as a result of them committing suicide because things are too heavy. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's all bad. It is. It is. It is. But it's just like, 
I don't know. I'm happy that, you know, in prison, when pedophiles do go through the whole prison system and do that whole thing, I'm happy that all fucking prisoners, whether you're a drug dealer or a mafia hitman or part of a gang or something, I'm so happy that they all have the same mentality towards pedophiles. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone feels that way. I, yeah. If no one felt that way or if people mm-hmm. felt other ways about it, I'd be concerned. I would be too. I would be too. It's... I don't yeah. understand why they let him enter that kind of plea bargain. I don't know either, but it's just... I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad for the parents, even though he admitted it to it, but it's just like... Well, and the thing too is like... It's so sad that this case went cold for 27 years and then it just turned into something that was very cut and dry of he was abducted and, you know, there was a search party out as one does for abductions and whatnot. And then, you know, they gave up hope after so long, uh, the authorities did. And then, you know, it took them for whatever reason, deciding to open up and look into other molestations and possible molestations for this to come down to it. Um, but you know, then there was Patty who was just turning into this big advocacy for all of it. It just, it shocks me because they, they took it so, I'm happy that they took it seriously right away because nowadays you can't. But it's hard because did they take it serious? Cause they called it off after six hours. Well, I mean, yes and no, they took the initiative. Like, yeah, they called in the national guard. They yeah. got FBI people on it, everything, but it's just like. You were searching everywhere, but right under your nose. What what I was trying to say is they're, they're taking it... Um, initially, they took it very serious because I know a lot of police departments, you can't file a missing persons report until it's after 48 hours. I think it's like 12. Is it 12 now? Because I know it was 48 for a really long time. It's either 12 or 24. Okay. So at least, you know, they got that phone call. They got out there super, super quick and... I think it also is taken more serious when it's a child. That too. When it's a teenager or something of that sort, you know, it's harder because you can chalk it up as a runaway. Or if they're over 18, they could just be like, they just don't want to talk to you anymore. Right. So, just so it's like, it there's along. a lot more red tape with those maybe, but yeah. you know, an 11 year old boy, three come, three leave and only two come back. It's like, what the, what the fuck? Yeah. And you got the two kids that are also there talking on the phone. Yeah. With the dispatchers. So it, I, it, I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, there's a lot of ways I think the authorities dropped the ball with this one. Yeah. But the authorities dropped the ball with a lot of things, but he's convicted and I hope that he dies in jail before he's released. When did he, how old was he when he went to prison? I have no idea. Okay. Cause, well. I think he was like 36 or something. 36. So he was 36 when he went into jail or committed the crime? When he committed the crime. So at 27 years to that puts him in his 60s, 63, I think, around 63. Yeah. And he's been in, what is it, 2023? And he's been in for... He was convicted in 2016. Yeah, seven years. I mean, maybe he won't see the light of day and I hope he doesn't. He'll probably be in his low 80s when he comes and out. i hope he dies yeah. before that yeah i hope he dies before he gets released or i hope he gets released and he dies just the day after yeah he doesn't 
deserve to sit here and think that he's this good person because he didn't do anything for 27 years or um, because he was compliant and showed them where he buried him and all this this stuff because apparently he wrote this apology letter before he was sentenced and everything and it's just like fuck your apology yeah you don't get to fucking apologize to me like if i was that if i was patty and jerry and he was reading me this apology i would dead ass be like fuck your apology you took my kid from me and you want to sit here and apologize yeah you want to sit here and apologize like is this apology going to bring back my child is this apology going to undo what you, what trauma you did to my other son and the best friend? And they're and like the rest of our family and yeah, the like best friend's family? You're, you think you apologizing is going to fix this? Fuck your apology. Yeah. Rotten hell. Like, you know that this is getting me fired up. Yeah, I can tell. But no, like, I, I don't under, understand people who are being convicted of crimes and they write apologies like this. Like, fuck your apology. Fuck it. Yeah. Eat that piece of paper and I hope you fucking choke on it. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And if if he does go, if he does, you know, if he doesn't die in prison. And, and anyone who fucking is visiting this man or talking to this man, fuck you as well. Yeah. Like, any of this, fuck you. The, I hate this. Yeah. Leave if I have alone. if I have a child, no one better fucking touch them. Yeah. Because they're in for I will go to prison. Yeah. Put money on my fucking bucks. Yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Like if he does, you know, eventually get out. I hope, you know, he's like goes to fucking this nice burger place in St. Cloud, right? Just, I hope he gets fucking murdered. Hold, I hope hold, hold, he gets molested. He probably has already in prison. Fuck. He probably has already in prison. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, this man said, I am truly sorry for my evil acts. Um, he described his actions as heinous and unforgivable and apologized to the parents for w- taking away their son. Yeah, like I was saying, I hope he, when he gets out, if he does get out, and he does. I hope he goes to a nice burger place in St. Cloud, bites into this big juicy burger, and dies from a heart attack. A slow and painful heart attack. Like, you're truly sorry for your evil acts? Really? Yeah. Oh. I have a few words for you, Danny Heinrich. I wonder where he's being held, if it's St. Cloud or if it's... Um, where is it? Fuck. Where, where, what, what's the place where you used to live at? By the Stillwater. Re- Stillwater. That's what I'm trying to think of. I wonder if he is in there, in that prison. Yeah, I just hope, you know, some big buff dude just goes in there and just has been railing his shit for the past six years and continues to rail his shit. He's listed as an inmate at... Uh, Federal Medical Center, Devons, in Ayer, Massachusetts. Why is he in Massachusetts? I don't know why he was... Why was he transferred to a Boston prison? Does it say why? Give me a second, I'm looking. Okay. I can see it in your your glasses. Scrolling through. Gabby, are you plotting a murder? Why? You're finding out where this man is. 
it's okay. Because then I'd sit there and I'd say, I'm truly sorry for my evil acts. Fuck you, Danny Heinrich. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. But yeah, I just, yeah, I hope he's just getting just railed by a Boston dude. I, there's something about this case that really just genuinely pisses me off. Well, there's a lot of things about this case that genuinely pisses a lot of people off. Well, yeah, but it's, it's the fact that this man is sitting here and just fucking apologizing. Yeah. And saying, I tried to be a good person. I didn't touch anyone for 27 years. Fuck you. 27 years ago, you took the life of a fucking 11 year old. And, and And you molested kids probably before that. Fuck you. You want to sit here and apologize for that? Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, Danny. Ugh. You're on Gabby's shit list now. She's coming for you. Like, my heart goes out to those parents. Yeah. Like, it truly does, because I can only imagine celebrating his birthday, or the holidays without him, or anything like that. Like, he Halloween was right around the corner. Thanksgiving was right around the corner. Christmas was right around the corner. You took that from someone. Well, not only is, like... Chris- you took him experiencing life away. All because you had an itch you needed to fucking scratch? I s- and you got scared because you're a pussy? I would say, as a kid, you're... Three, your top three favorite holidays. Birthday, Christmas, and Halloween. Yeah. Those are your top three. And he got taken away from this world before one of his favorite holidays as a kid. And you like you look at this picture of Jacob Wetterling and you can just tell that he is the sweetest kid. Yeah. Well, you can tell when he said, when he started crying, if he was going to be able to go home, you could tell he was just a sweet well, kid. Well, sitting there saying, I am cold. What did I do wrong? Like, yeah. oh my God. I was really calm at the beginning of this. I can tell. But I just, I don't, it's, it's like, um, when Brock Turner raped that woman and the dad wrote a note saying that like, he can't eat his favorite foods. He can't do swimming like he was this decorated athlete like really we're focusing on him not being able to do things because he raped this woman or we're focusing on him trying to say he's sorry for all of his acts like no yeah your apology does not undo damage Mm -hmm. you going to jail does not undo damage it brings closure absolutely but it does not undo the damage that you did nope and I am truly sorry for that family. My heart goes out. To, if I ever meet them, maybe I won't. I don't know. Who knows? Life works weird. I will hug them. I'll probably cry. I just, before you said that, I'm, I'm laughing a little bit because you're like, maybe I will. I don't know. Life works weird. That cracked me up. That was funny. I like that. That was funny. But yeah, no, it's just, yeah, I, I could. The police dropped the ball with this one. The, that is, like, the worst nightmare as a parent. It really... It, like, you hear, like, your parents say, like, I don't know what you would do. Like, that's my worst nightmare, blah, 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 blah. But then when you hear it happen and you just, like, read about it, it's just, like, it's gut-wrenching. Yeah, it literally is, I think, the worst thing that could happen to a parent. You could like, probably... Like, I think, I think about this case often just because, one, it happened in our home state. Yeah. But... Two, it's just, it's kind of a mind-boggling case. Yeah. It's, 
like, what am I trying to say here? Like, there's so many ins and outs of this. They had him and then they lost him. It went cold for 20 seconds. Like, there's so many ins and outs and twists and turns with this case yeah. that it it's kind of stunning. Yeah. There, it, it's just, I don't know. Then again, like, just police in Minnesota aren't, like, no disrespect to any of, like, my... I'm sweating. I got so mad. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. No disrespect to, like, any of, like, you know, the... Because we have family friends that they're in the police force and stuff like that. No disrespect to any of them, but... They're not all bad apples. No, they're not. But it's just for some reason, many, like, Minnesota police just aren't there they're either dicks or they're just kind of like doo, doo, doo. yeah they, like when i lived in atlanta every cop that i came across there extremely nice i mean i've met very nice cops here but like i'm always very polite with them yeah but like my thing is just like when you get notified of an abduction or something like that it's just like if you have kids how do you put yourself in that position of calling off a search yeah at that point, see, I'm just going like, back. If I was in that search party of like the, there was like 50,000 helping with the search party. I would have been like, it's, I don't need sleep. Yeah. I'll, five hour energy, this shit. <laughs> yeah. Give and me a Celsius. I'll lift a vehicle right now. And I know that like Minnesota right now is going through like a whole reform on all police departments because of certain Thank events. Fuck. Yeah. From certain events from a couple years ago. When a poor black man was killed by a Minneapolis cop. R.I.P. George Floyd. And it's now, there's a whole reform going, but, like, this was the 80s. Like, if, in Minneapolis, if they were bad before George Floyd, and even previously because they just fired half the police department, because more than, like, 90 of them, 90% of them, had these awful, like, what is it, police brutality, like, complaints that's the word complaints and stuff like that against them and they let like a majority of the minneapolis police department go okay so i would assume that small town everybody knows everybody yeah you know they don't have the resources maybe or what's going on but like i don't even think it wasn't like they didn't have the resources i think it was just like I understand that the first initial search party in all of them have to, like, come to an end at some point because it gets too dark. It gets too cold, whatever it may be. And I understand that, and I can respect that reasoning. But if it's within the first 24 hours, I'm not calling off that. If I'm not calling off that search party. I think... If I were the parents, I'd be like, you can call off your search party, but I'm having my own. From from what I read, I just read it, a, like, a second ago. From what I read... Um, Danny killed him at 3 o'clock in the morning that night. Really? Yeah, from what I just read. So it was done that night. Well, yeah, it was done that night because he got scared because he heard the police. Yeah. But my thing is just like... It was right under their nose. Yeah. It was right there. Yeah, but I mean... I'm trying to think because... I don't know if he took the highway... I don't probably know. not. He probably took back roads. I would assume so because if he took the highway, his car would would have been noticed easily. Well, if you're not from Minnesota, one thing about it is like there's back roads to pretty much everywhere. Yeah. 
Like, yeah. if you don't want to go on the freeway to certain towns, you can take freeway or back roads. Like, I take back roads to get here. Yeah, you do. Like, there's certain places that you obviously can't avoid, but I feel like in a 30-mile radius, you can f- find back roads. Yeah. Yeah, and especially up there, too. Because it is all wooded, too. Like, it is... Yeah, the, it's not, like, the sticks, but it's more of that country, rural cabin-y, area. Cabin-y kind of... Yeah. You know, campgrounds, a lot of campgrounds and stuff like that, so... But, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm glad he was convicted. Me, too. Um... Oh, he wasn't convicted of the murder, but I'm I'm glad he was convicted of another confessed, case and confessed I'm, and went to I prison. I hope this brought closure yeah. to Jacob's family, and I hope that while the hurt is still there, it's not hurting as bad. I hope that he like, was. Like I hope they have peace. I hope he was able to move on into the afterlife he's not stuck here as a lost soul looking for his mom and dad i hope he was properly buried so he's coming from the spiritual aspect he was properly buried he had more than likely a proper funeral he's at peace now yeah but it's just i can only imagine the fear that was instilled in those parents and the brother and I hope the brother doesn't blame himself because the brother mm. was an older brother. He was like a year older, I think. Well, you're if you're twelve, you can't. But like when, like for example, you you're the older brother. If something were to happen to Jackson or Kingston, you would probably in some way feel some guilt, right? If they were with me, yes. Exactly. Yeah. And they were. He was with Jacob, and so it's yeah. like. She's knocking over the microphone, people. Sorry, my toe got caught. Um, I hope he doesn't blame himself. No. I mean, if you're 12 years old, you, you're not, you, you're not physically like, strong enough to take It's not on. even that, but like years down the line, I hope he didn't sit there and think about it. And he's like, no. fuck, I, I could have done something or like, whatever. It's just like, you know, when you're being held with a, at gunpoint, you don't know unloaded the, or not, you don't yeah. know that it's unloaded. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, and you're scared and maybe you're not screaming for help because, I imagine there were houses along this whole thing. Yeah. And so, like, they're 12. They're young. They probably never got the talk that we as kids now get talked about of yeah. streetlights come on, you come home. If you feel unsafe, go in pairs, da-da-da-da-da. And, which, like, they didn't have phones. Like, Which is kind of weird because of the whole serial killer craze that was in the 70s. So you'd think there would but be But that still was in, like, California. Like, that was in the bigger areas. That wasn't Minnesota. That and maybe, true. like, I haven't looked, but, like, I'm sure maybe there were abduction cases before this. But I know that this one really shocked Minnesota to its core. Yeah, and I don't... And I know it still haunts Minnesota. Yeah, and I don't know if we've had any serial killers come out of here. I know we had one a we couple... We had the weepy killer. Yeah, we had one, and we had another one a couple of years ago where in Minneapolis he was decapitating people and putting their heads on, like, you know, like the, like the really pokey fencing yeah. stuff like the the old gothic things yeah he was putting their heads on those cute so halloween decorations yeah so i know there's that guy too but i just i don't get it i don't either i don't get i've w- said that in every case we've talked about so far yeah. i don't get it and i never will and i will 
forever be mad for those parents if they don't have it in them to be mad i'll be mad for them yeah that that's fine and I'll then, hold that grudge. And you're pretty, and I'm pretty sure you're not the only one either. In this oh, world, absolutely. Or in Minnesota that saw this case and was just like, if I was ever in the room with outraged. That man, yeah, I would just. I mean, if we talk to your parents or my parents about it, I'm sure they would have some select words to say about it. Yeah. You know, I remember I asked my mom about it, and I was like, when you heard about this, I wasn't born yet. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure when I was born or when she had kids, you know, she looked at that case and remembered it because I am just happy that Jacob wasn't tortured. He was tortured. Well, like not in the sense of like he was, he wasn't alive and tortured. Yeah. yeah, Like I understand that, but like his last minutes, hours and seconds were torture. Oh, they were, they were, they were agonizing for that poor 11 year old boy. And I hope Jacob's mad. I w- yeah. I, I hope, hope he's I hope he's at peace and he's watching over his family, but I hope there's still a part of him that is mad. I hope he takes a trip down to, you know, hell where Being mad is good for the soul. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> Fuck your character development. I will be mad. I'll hold a grudge and I'll hold it with pride. I I hope that, you know, that when Danny dies, you know, little Jacob's spirit goes down, takes a little trip to hell talks to the devil be like hey this one right here let me at him make make his eternity extra extra terrifying for me yeah and i hope the devil's just like i'll do that for you yeah Yeah, i'll do that for you and then jacob says thank you and then goes back but that's what i hope happens like at the at the end of the day it's like yeah i understand that they don't want to hold that hate because it was something traumatic and they want to remember the good times but it's just like they have every single right to feel angry and to feel hurt. And it's like, yeah, maybe now that they're older, it's easier to not feel as outraged as they once were. Well, it's, it's, it sucks because, you know, memories start to fade. So all you have are the pictures. You don't, maybe you don't remember his voice or certain things like that. And I'm sure that kills them. I think they have, I really hope they, I'm sure they have, like childhood videos and oh, stuff. Oh, definitely, definitely. But it's just like they're not seeing Jacob grow into probably the wonderful man that he could have been. He was literally about to hit the best time of his life. Going to middle school, going to high school, making a bunch of friends and then seeing what he's going to go on and do in college and what job he's going to He didn't get any of that. Yeah. Nothing. He didn't because of Danny fucking Heinrich and his for me horrible and fuck you. Yeah. And he wasn't able to, you know, have a wife and start, you know, having kids, his own kids. He was stripped of everything. His innocence. His family was stripped of it. Yeah. You know, a child. And yeah. I can only imagine child loss. Yeah. And yeah. I hope I never have to go through it. Because if I'm this outraged about my own this case Mm -hmm. i don't want to go through that with my own child and i hope that never happens and i hope that doesn't happen to anyone i i really don't i don't wish that on anyone no but the world is fucking terrifying it is it really is like it's terrifying as an adult but like it's terrifying for kids yeah like kids have to go to school with like bulletproof backpacks and they have to do like these little shooting drills and stuff now and it's 
when that's a whole different ball of wax. Yeah, but this is kind of on the same topic. But like Lil Wayne, when he was going to school, he always carried a gun with him, and his mom said, "Why do you have this gun?" He's like, "I need it for protection from at my school." And his mom was like, "Okay, you're not going to school anymore. I'm homeschooling you." Mm-hmm. Like, that's what this world is now kind of turning into, with all of these nasty. Thankfully, thankfully, I will say this. Thankfully, technology is coming along to prevent these kind of situations or making it easier to track the person that did it. <coughs> Bless you. Thanks. I've that worked was, a few times. That was girthy. Mm-hmm. Was I was a, saving that one just for you. Oh, are you? Mm-hmm. Mm, I can smell it over here. You're welcome. Does it smell like the tacos? Oh, yeah. Mixed with Red Bull. Yeah, a Red Bull taco. That sounds disgusting. I'm not opposed to it. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, no, this is... Yeah. This was just a blanket of everything. You can go yeah. online and read everything and get yeah. more in-depth with it. I know I have, and I could probably sit here and discuss the whole thing. But yeah, this could have easily been, like, a three-hour episode. Without a doubt, um... And it probably would have been shorter if my rant was not in it. Probably, but at least... You get the gist. And at least, you know... And it's not like I'm trying to say, like, "Mm, moving on, but it's just kind of like... With all... (laughs) It scared me. Um, (laughs) With all the ins and outs of this and everything, it's just... Well, I also don't like to overload our viewers with a shit ton of information because it can be a lot... It's not even, like, overloading. It's just, like, I think with cases that are like this that go cold, it can get really confusing to follow. Yeah, unless it's... Because there's no, like, for sure distinct timeline, per se. And we're not, like, you know, we're not... I'm not trying to brush over and be like, anyways. Well, we're also not, like, the police department, so we also... We can only find what we can find online. Yeah. So there... There's just so much more shit about poor Jacob Wetterling and his whole family and everything and it yeah it's just it's a nasty nasty case probably one of the I would nasty in the sense of like it's gruesome it's nasty in the sense of like it's just it's a very very heartbreaking case yeah and I've I've read a lot of you know cases that are pretty heartbreaking but I think this one is probably one that not necessarily takes the cake, but it's definitely up there. It Cases like this are also almost worse than the really, really gruesome cases. Yeah. Because it just, yeah, like you said, it tugs at the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. And if you have a kid, you're just like, geez. Like, yeah. This could have happened to me. It could have happened to my brother's kids. It could happen to, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's just a... These ones are really, really heavy for people, mm-hmm. which is understandable. Yeah. But with that being said, me and Gabby, well, yeah, me and Gabby are logging off. She's sweaty. She's all toasty from this case. As you could tell, she got a little overheated, a little <laughs> mad, kind of boiled over a little bit, but all right, it's okay. So, um, going on, what's going on this week? This Sunday, I'm trying to think, we are doing the Maryland Ritual Killings, okay? Next Wednesday, 
we, me and Gabby are going to be back on here, and we are going to talk about, since it is Halloween this entire month, I even said up until December 23rd can be considered Halloween, so from here till then, it's going to be, you know, a lot of Halloween shit, so this next upcoming Wednesday is going to be on the McCamey Manor? Yeah. Yeah, McCamey Manor, and it'll be... That's a whole nother fucked up person down there in Tennessee. So we'll dive into that. I'll let you guys know more about that. And it's just, it is, this dude's fucking weird. Really weird. But I'll save that for next Wednesday. If you want a custom made sweatshirt, DM me on Instagram at the rainy day horror show. Okay. Send me what you want on it. I'll get the materials. I will shoot you a price. It's just like getting a tattoo, except it's a sweatshirt. Okay. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's. The Rainy Day Horror Show, like I just said five seconds ago, if you want to follow Gabby on Instagram, it is. It's Gabby Doe. Underscore. Underscore, it's Gabby Doe. No, it's it's Gabby Doe underscore. Oh, sorry. It's Gabby Doe underscore. And then, um, yeah, if you want to send me anything horror-related or anything like that, go ahead, shoot it my way. If you have your own personal horror experiences and you want to write it down, Send it to me and I will put it in, you know, my creepy encounters that we do on Saturday. But other than that, oh, I also forgot. Go vote. Faceofhorror.com. Right? Is it .com or is it .org? What? Faceofhorror. Org. .org. org. Okay, go on there and go vote for me, you know. Let's make me the certified cougar hunter, the certified man with the biggest testicles, and the certified face of horror, all right? Other than that, you guys have a wonderful rest of your week, okay? It's almost, we're getting closer to the weekend so we can, you know, go shopping and party hard. But, that's it, alright? Remember, stay frosty, stay foxy, and most importantly, the most important thing, or you will end up in one of my videos. Stay safe. Me and Gabby love you. Deuces.